heard before. I would say it's been a few years since it's been presented just like this. Um, I, I, know, I know it has been a few years since it's been presented just like this. And we, we spent a, a lot of time um, we've spent a lot of time getting ready for the book of Acts. And this is just another piece to the puzzle to make sure that we get a right grasp on the book of Acts when we go into it. Let me say this. Uh, I, think that, I think that Acts is just going to be uh, just a really fun time. I think that we're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun, and I think that God's going to use it and, uh, in great ways. And uh, I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray that, um, that the Lord gives me uh, what I need when, when I'm studying the, the book. And, I, you know, sometimes it's, you know, there's a lot of guys that go to, um, that already go to certain places that have laid out what they want to preach, and uh, and and I don't I want the Lord to lead us, and I want God to use it, and I want God to be glorified. So uh, this morning, though, we're going to look at the kingdom of God in light of the Book of Acts. The kingdom of God in light of the book of Acts. Um, there, there is what we believe, there is definitely uh, a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Now a lot of times they, they're, they're, you say, and the only time you're going to find this word, kingdom of heaven, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes, but you're going to find it in the book of Matthew, um, and you say, well, I just don't think it's any different. Well, this morning I'm going to try my best to give you an understanding of why I believe it is different and why I believe we need to know the difference going into the book of Acts because we're, we're going to get a right, uh, to get a right understanding of the book of Acts. We need to make sure that we understand uh, what the kingdom of God is, uh, what, it, what it looks like, actually what it, what it is, uh, what it has been set in, in, in space, in the space of time to do. Uh, because and, and this morning may be a little little teaching, uh, a little more teaching than probably last week would. Uh, but I want to make sure that we get a right aim on this truth. And and the reason is, if we get a right aim on the truth, you'll get a better understanding of the theme of the Bible as a whole. And and we'll try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work in some of that next week. Uh, but we need to understand, uh, if we get a right aim on understanding the kingdom of God, then we can, we can roll over into understanding the theme of the Bible as a whole. Okay? Everybody understand that? Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, so, uh, we're going to be in a couple of places this morning. Uh, we're going to start in 2 Timothy chapter 2. <coughs> Excuse me. And verse 15, um, I've got... Uh, I, 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 we're, we're getting over the, uh, I guess we're getting over the COVID hybrid. I, they're calling flu B nowadays. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know. We, we had no mask, mask mandates, and this joker was way worse on me than COVID ever thought about being. So, uh, we go back to the greatest hoax of 2020. Uh, and uh, do, uh, but, but nonetheless, let me let me get back where I'm. Let me get back where I'm going. Second Timothy chapter two, and verse fifteen. Uh, Bible says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God." Now, this is a very quoted verse around here. But a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly uh, rightly separating, rightly imparting. Does that make sense? When you divide something, you are going to impart something, right? You are going to separate something from here to there. Does that make sense? So we want to make sure rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, without understanding, without understanding uh, the, the differences between the kingdom of God versus what we know to be the kingdom of heaven, and, and you would, you would, I think you would have to agree, and, and again, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to teach a little bit. You got to get this though. Uh, there, the, the the kingdom of God had not been a thing until He made He made you and I His kingdom. Okay, 
You say, well, I, 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 all right. he made us his kingdom, okay? Uh, the kingdom of God on this earth had not been a thing until he made you and I the kingdom of God on this earth. Does everybody understand that? Okay, uh, it, big deal. It, 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 it's impossible, it's impossible to understand these two kingdoms without making the right and proper divisions. You've got to have right divisions in your Bible if you want to make... Uh, if you want to make some uh, some right application for your life. And this is where everybody gets crossed up at a lot of times. So there's some negative. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, there's some negative things, some negative aspects. Um, look, look at that first. And A, it is possible to be disapproved of God when it comes to His Word. It is possible to be disapproved of God when it comes to His Word. Okay? It is, it is possible to be ashamed of before God when it comes to his word. So it's possibly disapproved to, to be not approved. It's possible to be ashamed. And then, and then it is possible to wrongly divide the word of God. And that's where we, that's where the point of consideration should come. Okay? That's where we should be open-minded enough to consider that if we're not careful that wrongly dividing the word of God is a negative aspect. Amen? Okay. Uh, now, now, there's some positives. There's some positive uh, to be approved of God, to be approved of God and not be ashamed. It requires study. It requires you to study. Okay. So, so there is labor. It is a laborious thing. To study the Word of God. It's, it's a hard thing. It's not easy uh, to study the Word of God. It's easy if you're doing it on YouTube. Amen? It's easy if you're a YouTube sensation. Okay? That's an easy way to study the Word of God. Okay? You can get your feel of all your uh, YouTubers and you can know everything backwards and forwards if you want to be a, a YouTuber the rest of your life. But if you want to study the book, it, it's going to require some work. Uh, to be approved of God and not ashamed, okay, what it, what? it requires what? It, requ it requires work and, and it requires right divisions. It requires right divisions, okay? Now, that could be some of the most practical stuff that we study today. Uh, I, I hope not. I hope that I can, I can bring it back down to some practicality, but... But I want to make sure that we, we don't miss this, okay? So, let's look at a statement. Brother Mark made this statement years ago, and I want to, I want to, I want to revisit the statement. Um, there's been other guys in history that made it besides Brother Mark, uh, by the way. But uh, he's the only one that I know personally that made it. So, uh, a key error made by many students of the Bible is believing that the Bible is a Christian book. And that is the truth, if there ever has been the truth. Most people do mistake the Bible as a Christian book. Actually, Christianity, though, is a 2,000-year parenthesis. Okay? It's a 2,000... Christianity did not show up until Jesus what? Everybody say it loud and proud. What? Yeah. Okay, so that's where Christianity... Was, was born at, okay? All right, Th this, this 2,000 years parentheses in, in, in the, in, is, is a part of the book that is revealing the plan of God working, covering a 7,000-year period of time. Okay, now some people would, would there, there's even people that would go further. I, I, I particularly, one guy that I read, out, read after, he actually said that, that the Bible is just a 7,000-year-old history book. Okay, now it's a God-inspired history book. Okay, holy men of God wrote, all right, we, we understand that. All scripture's given and it's profitable, amen. Okay, but, but it does take you back to the point to understand that all of the Bible is written for you, but not all the Bible is what? Is written to you. Okay? So some, some, uh, uh, an example of this would be the Old Testament 
versus the New Testament. Now, for the sake of <coughs> clarification on what is the New Testament, okay, for the sake of clarifying what is the New Testament, let's look at a verse, uh, a couple verses, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 15, it's on the screen. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, that which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also, uh, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. So, the testament of Jesus Christ, the, 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 where we are in the New Testament, actually could not become a testament until the death of the testator. So, so we have a couple of issues when we start in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1 when we, we actually call that the New Testament. Now, it is a part of the New Testament. At, why? Because as time progresses, and that's why we believe there is no dispensational cutoff when a chapter cuts off. They all, dispensations will oftentimes bleed over into other places in your Bible. There is no definite cutoff. And that, that when I say bleed, I'm talking about bleeding together. Like, and we're going to see that here in just a little bit. Um, but, but Acts, uh, what, what, so, so for instance, let's, we're going to talk about Acts. We're going to talk about Acts a little bit this morning. Uh, when we look at the book of Acts, we, we see that, that it's right after the book of John. Uh, but it's right before the what? The book of Romans. Okay, so we have an ending at John, the, the, the Gospels, what we know to be the Gospels, the, 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 uh, the telling, the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay? So it ends at the book of John. Uh, with, at, at, the, at the book of John, we have now rolled over into the book of Acts. All right. Here's, here's something that really needs to be understood by us. And, and, and again, uh, if this feels like a Monday night class, then I'm, I'm sorry. Well, maybe next week will be better. Um, can you imagine going from John to Romans without Acts? I mean, that'd be a weird deal, right? It'd be super weird to go from, from the gospel right into the book of Romans. What if you, you, didn't have, you didn't have the historical account of the Apostle Paul being saved. Uh, you, you didn't have the, the New Testament, the historical account of the New Testament church literally being birthed in a very different way in the book of Acts. Okay? So, Acts, Acts is the, the transitional period, the transitional period between the Gospels and the book of Romans, okay? Um, look, look at Matthew chapter number 10. I want you to, I want you to see this. Matthew chapter number 10 <coughs> and verse number 1. And when he called, uh, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against, uh, against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the Names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and, his, and Andrew, his brother, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labaius, whose surname is, uh, was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth, and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. Okay, big deal right here. Verse 6, 
but go rather to the lost house, uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, ready? Here it is. And as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right. Maybe, maybe you skip right over verse 5, but let's go back just to make sure we get it. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. So the command from Jesus Christ, and what's interesting is he's listing these, these 12 apostles out, and he's like, no, don't, don't, go, don't go to the Gentiles. This is not for them. Don't go into the cities, into any city of the Samaritans. That's, that's the Gentiles. Don't go. Specifically, don't go where the Gentiles are. Why? I want you to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and I want you to go and I want you to preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, remember, this is establishing some context for the theme of the Bible, the entire theme of the Bible. Okay, What is the theme of the Bible? It is Christ ruling and reigning in his rightful position, seated on a throne. Okay, That is the theme of the entire Bible. That is all, and, and we may look at some of that next week. It's all that the prophets spoke about. The day of the Lord as you and I know it. Okay, So there's a couple of things that, that we need to understand about the book of Acts. Now, to get a right perspective on the book of Acts, with Matthew chapter uh, 10 in, in, your, in the back of your mind, there's a couple of things that you need to understand about the book of Acts. Number one, it's not a doctrinal treatise regarding church theology. Okay, it's, it's not. It, it's, we actually, we believe there's plenty of applicable things from the book of Acts. There's plenty of things that we can apply from the book of Acts, but we are not getting our church theology from the book of Acts. Um, well, what is it? Well, it, it's what it says it is. It's the acts of the apostles. Everybody, everybody understand that? And that, hence the name Acts. I know, I know. You're like, man, this is all so stupid. Like, what are, what are you telling us this all over again for? Like, uh, well, I, I hope, I hope, I hope you're getting it. Uh, it's, it's, it's historical. It's a historical account of the acts, the acts that the apostles did while they were here. Okay? So what does that mean? Do you throw the book of Acts? No, we don't throw it away. We don't throw Matthew away. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, still all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And what? And it's profitable. It is profitable, and it's profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction in righteousness. Okay? Um, so, so the second thing you need to know, though, it's a, it's a transitional book. It's a transitional book. There's seven transitions in the book of Acts. Some would say there's more. Some would say there's less. Um, but there's seven transitions that, that you can that are that are pretty that are pretty easy to identify. Uh, one of those, it, it, uh, the first one is uh, from the four Gospels to Romans. Okay. It, it, it transitions us from the, the four Gospels to Romans and then from an Old Testament structure to a New Testament structure. Okay, We go from an Old Testament structure to a New Testament structure. Then we go from uh, God working primarily with the Jew to God working primarily with the Gentile. Okay, Romans 9, 10, and 11 will be the... the Romans 9, 10, and 11... Is 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 not God hanging? The, it's not God hanging the Gentile, the Jew out to dry. It's actually God bringing back the focus to the to the Jew one day. Everybody understand that? Okay. Why why would He change the focus? Well, He came to His own, and what? His own received Him not. Okay. I gave you a couple of weeks ago. I gave you the the story about a man planting a vineyard. And the man planted that vineyard and he gave, he gave it to a group of people to steward and he sends back for the fruits of that vineyard and, and they killed the servant that came. 
Okay? They killed the next servant that came. They killed the next servant that came. He said, I'll send my son. Surely they'll reverence him. What happens? They kill the son and they want the inheritance for themselves. Okay? This was the pharisaical mindset of the day because we're at a period to where they don't care about God coming back to set his kingdom up. Okay, why? Because they like their kingdom the way it is. It's easier for everybody else's kingdom to function how they want it to function aside from God's kingdom being prevalent in their life. Okay, does that make sense? That's, a, that's the heart of every layout of seeing alive is their kingdom versus God's kingdom. Okay, all right, so, uh, so, so from an Old Testament structure to a New Testament, from a Jew to a Gentile, and, and from, from God's base of operations being in Jerusalem to now his base of operation being Antioch. Okay, from God working through the nation of Israel uh, to, to God working through the church. Okay, now it, it, it's, it's interesting to watch the unfolding of this whole thing. And then, and then from the ministry of Peter to the ministry of Paul. And then from a kingdom of God message, I mean kingdom of heaven message uh, to a kingdom of God message. Okay, so, so those are seven transitions that you can see, and 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 I, I and I, I, w- I want you to I want you to go look at these transitions. Go and look for for instance at number six, where the ministry of Peter, man, as it changes uh, to the ministry of Paul through the book of Acts, it is it is such an unveiling when you see it with eyes to see. As you see God starting to use the Apostle Paul to reach the Gentiles, man, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, so there's some biblical identifiers for the kingdom of God. Uh, Romans, Romans uh, chapter 14 and verse 17, it's not meat and it's not drink, uh, but it's peace and joy. Okay, uh, Luke 17, it, it, it comes... Uh, not with observation, meaning that you can't see it. It's neither uh, not not low here, uh, not low there. Why? It is. It's within you. Okay. The, this this kingdom, uh, this kingdom is is within you. First uh, Corinthians four. It's it's not in word, but it's it's in power. First Corinthians five. It's flesh and blood cannot inherit this kingdom. Okay, flesh and blood cannot inherit this kingdom. And, 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 and so how do you enter the kingdom of God? So that's a big one, right? How do you enter the kingdom of God? Well, John 3 and verse 3 says you must uh, be born again, that you have to have a new birth, that there's, there's no way to enter the kingdom of God outside of this birth. That's what he told Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a religious man. He knew that the kingdom was coming, but the one that Jesus spoke of, it was going to require a new birth. And so, you know, the big confusion with Nicodemus, Lord, how in the world am I going to enter back into my mother's womb and be born again and all of that? And he he, he makes it plain. It, 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 is, it is not, Nicodemus, it's not a physical birth. And so we need to understand, it is not a physical kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. <coughs> okay? So what are some uh, biblical identifiers of, of, the, of the kingdom of heaven or uh, or what we would know to be uh, Israel one day. Look, look, look at Isaiah chapter 9. It, I think it's on the screen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and his peace... There shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it 
and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Okay, just real quick, we, we, verse 6 is just naming out who he is. Verse 7 though, here we have a governmental system taking place. There's a system of government. Uh, this system of government, there, the, the peace uh, that comes with this system of government, it shall have no end. It shall, it shall be identified by our king sitting on the throne of David upon his kingdom and he will be ordering it and he will establish judgment and justice henceforth forever. That's what it's going to look like. That is what the kingdom of heaven will look like. So, so what, 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 is, what is the kingdom of heaven? It's a literal, physical, governmental kingdom. It, it's promised. And, and this is where we understand the theme. This is how we understand uh, the theme of the Bible. Now, make sure, uh, just for the sake of understanding, I think we need to, we need to hit this one more time. Okay, 7,000 years of history, 2,000 year parentheses, 2,000 year uh, parentheses, right here in the middle where, where what, the, what, what the Apostle Paul says was a mystery. Now remember, what we have in our, in our 2,000 year parentheses of Christianity is a mystery. Meaning that it's been hid from ages. Paul said it was hid from ages and generations. It was hid from kings. They actually said, had, had, had Satan known that, it would, that this mystery would bring Christ to us, in us, that what? They wouldn't have crucified him. You see, the, the, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory had they known that this kingdom would now be in us. So nobody knew. It is. It's been hid. It's been hid from either it was either uh, or Paul's line. And if Paul's lying about that, then he's lying about Romans ten. Then then whosoever calls on the Lord is not going to be saved. Why? Because you don't know. It's a coin flip. Let's just all flip. Let's just roll the dice. What's true and what ain't. No, no. It was it was hid. Nobody knew. Nobody had a clue that crucifying the Lord would bring in this new kingdom. A kingdom that nobody else had seen before. A kingdom that would now make him to live inside of us, to seal us under the day of redemption, to walk in us. So, so, so the, 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 the identifying deal here for you and me is this, this literal kingdom? It's almost like God pushed the pause. It's like, all right. You don't, you don't want to bring it in? You don't want to bring in the kingdom? Pause it right here. I'll use them to do it. I'll use the dogs in your eyes, the Gentile dogs. I'll use the Gentile. I'll use them to bring it in. Now, here's what we know. That one day, one day, God is going to use a seven-year seven period in history. What we know to be Jake, the time of Jacob's trouble to bring those that would not receive him back. Those that, that, that group of people that he came to his own and they received him, he's going to use that to bring them to their knees to see that he was, in fact, uh, the Messiah. Okay? So the kingdom of heaven, um, it appears in the New Testament 33 times in 32 verses. And all of those verses are found in one book, the book of Matthew which we know to be the gospel written to the Jews. Okay? So, so th this kingdom on earth, 
it is, it is called the kingdom of heaven. Now, now this, is a, this is an interesting deal. It's called the kingdom of heaven because from God's vantage point, where we are right now is the capital of the universe. <laughs> now, you're like, man, we're, 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 we're making ourselves a lot bigger than what we should right now. Or, or Jesus Christ is dying on other planets for other life forms. And if you believe that, then I mean, we probably ain't got nothing to talk about no way. If you believe that, then we're, we're, so far, we're so far from these 66 books here, we probably just don't even need to talk, right? No, he, he chose this earth, he chose this place to enact his plan. This is God's special place. God has set this place aside, and so here we are. We are actually, well, believe it or not, we're in the heavens. From God's vantage point, we are... We are definitely in the heavens, okay? Um, so how do these kingdoms uh, how do these kingdoms unfold in the book of Acts? How do they all unfold in the book of Acts? Okay. Uh, let's let's look <coughs> let's look at Acts chapter number one. Um, it, it, some of them's in your notes, some of them's on the screen. Acts chapter number one, a former treatise. Uh, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both do and teach unto the day which he was taken up after that through the Holy Ghost he had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he showed himself alive after his passion many, uh, by many infallible proof, proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay, Speaking the things pertaining unto the kingdom of God. Now, if you, if this is not in your notes, but Luke chapter number 24, verses 44 and 45, uh, these words, uh, he said unto them, these words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Okay, so, so he is teaching them the things concerning and, and pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay, why, why is that such a big deal? <clears throat> because they would need to know going forward what that kingdom was actually going to look like. Okay, um, verse number five. Um, verse number uh, verse number four, and being assembled with them together, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he which saith he, ye have heard of me, for truly uh, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days thence, uh, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord. Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Okay, here we are again. We're going back. We're going back to the kingdom being restored to Israel. We're, we're, now, we're now making a loop back to after his resurrection, they want an, they want, they're, they're asking for another shot, if you would. Are, are you, are you going to restore? Why? Because this was the theme of the whole Bible. That the, 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 the nation, uh, that the kingdom would be restored again to Israel. Does that make sense? Everybody track with me so far? Um, okay, and then he says, uh, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Okay, so, so it's, it's none of your business. Now, now you, 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 don't, you don't need to know that. Well, what about uh, 1 Thessalonians 5? But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Okay? So, so, so we've, got, we, we, we've got this idea that the times and the seasons are going to give us an understanding about when this is going to happen. Does that make sense? Okay? Um, 
<coughs> excuse me. Uh, man, this call is brutal. Um, Acts 2, Acts 2 and verse 5. Acts 2 and verse 5. We could get done early. Acts 2 and verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Okay? So, mate, get it? Get what, we're, get what we're trying to throw out there. We're still dealing with a primary focus on the what? On the Jew. Okay? Our primary focus is still on the Jew. Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Who? Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. Okay, we're, we're, still, we're still addressing Jews. Okay, uh, verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear, my, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, did by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Okay, man, the, the condemnation is still coming down on the Jew. Everybody, everybody sees that. It, it's still coming down on the Jew, okay? Um, verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this, uh, that same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. Okay? Verse, uh, cha uh, chapter 3 and verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Verse 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which, was, uh, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens, uh, excuse me, whom the heaven must receive under the time of restitution of all things which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Okay, here, here we are again, the theme of the Bible. The restitution of all things. Now, what 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 you what we need to consider God's still offering the kingdom. Does that make sense? God, God is still, He's still striving. Remember, my spirit shall not always strive with man. There, there's going to be a time to where God's spirit doesn't always strive with man. And here, here's this. This is what's this is what's happening with the nation of Israel. Is is God's spirit is going to strive, and it's striving, and it's working, and it's working, and it's working. And and, and this this is this is Peter's preaching. He's like, man, listen, guys, here it is. You are being given, you are given, being given an opportunity, and you are squandering it. Look at Acts chapter number seven. Then said the high priest, Are these things so? And he said, Men and brethren, uh, men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The, war, uh, the, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Sharon. Okay, we're st still, we're, we're and, and, I, and, I, and I hope that, I hope that you, you're, you're gaining, you're gaining a, a grasp of, of where, what this is looking like right now for the Jew. Okay, we're still talking about our father Abraham. Okay, this is still this is still dealing this this is still dealing with this idea of, of our, what is this going to look like for the Jew? Okay, what is this going to look like for the Jew? Remember this this is this is a transitional period. 
Okay, this is a transitional period. Now look at verse 54. I want you to look at verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to their heart. They gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Okay. Here, here we are. Stephen is preaching the word of God to these, to these Jews. There's a lot of people that, that, would, that would say that this, is, this was their last chance. And, and I, I, believe, I believe that to be true, that this is the Jews as a, as a whole. This is their last chance. All right, boys, this is your chance. Why, how, well, how do you know? Well, he, he, call, he, he calls them, he says, you stiff-necked, uncircumcised in your hearts and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So, so you're, you're, you have, you're, you are, you are hard, you're, 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 you, you can't be bent. Your heart is uncircumcised and, and, and you, your ears, they just won't hear the word of God. And guess what? You resist the, what the Holy Ghost is trying to do just like your fathers did. Now, why is that? Why does any of this even matter? Because it, it matters because as we're going to study the book of Acts, you need to see this. You need to get a, a good grasp on what it, what it means to understand the kingdom of God as it is different from what's being preached at this point in time. Okay? All right? Uh, look, look, at, look at verse number 8. Uh, chapter number 8, verse 5. Chapter number 8, and verse 5. Okay? Then went, okay, after, after the, this last sermon in uh, the first martyr was killed for Jesus Christ, okay? First dude stoned to death for Jesus Christ. Uh, chapter 8 and, and verse number 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Okay, now you remember, uh, we go back to chapter 10 and verse number 5, what was the one thing that at that time that he told them not to do? He said, Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. So, so, so don't, don't, boys, remember, don't, don't go. That's not your responsibility. Do not go. Do not go down into the house of the Gentiles, not in the way of the Gentiles, not in the city of the Samaritans. Don't, don't go there. Well, what, what, what do I need to do? I need to go to the house, excuse me, of the lost sheep of Israel. Okay? The lost sheep of the house of Israel. All right. But then in Acts... Chapter 8 and verse 5, immediately after the stoning of Stephen, as he is confronting one more time this Jewish nation, he goes down into the city of Samaria and preaches Christ unto them. Now that's a little bit, wouldn't you think, it's worthy of consideration that there could be, there could be a, a changing without it ending at a certain chapter, Right? Okay, um, look at verse number 12. <clears throat> and, when he, and when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Okay, we're, we're swapping some stuff right here. We're changing up the audience a little bit right here. Okay, now here's what's... Here's what is a really big coincidence. <laughs> is that the apostle to the Gentiles is fixing to get saved in the very next chapter. Now, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big coincidence. That in chapter 7, Stephen, the first martyr, is killed. Preaching to the Jew. Dude goes down to chapter 8 and preaches to the Gentiles in Samaria and they believe on the name of Jesus Christ and here the Apostle Paul now shows up in, on the Damascus Road in Acts chapter number 9. 
And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughterings against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired, uh, desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if any be found of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed and came near to Damascus, and suddenly there, sh uh, there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell down to the earth and heard a voice uh, saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said... Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Okay. Paul, a, a Jewish man, is now being used. I mean, not just... I mean, this is the dude. This is the guy. Hebrew of Hebrews. Knows it backwards and forwards. No, as the Bible said in, in, uh, in Philippians, Philippians uh, chapter number 3, as touching the law, blameless. Like you could not blame Paul with anything concerning the law. And so, so what happens? God, you, God chooses him. Look at verse 15. Look at verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, unto Paul, Go thy way, or, or, uh, Ananias, he, he says, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, what is it? To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings. Here it is, you ready? Real, real weird on this word and deal. And the children of Israel. You say, did he leave the children of Israel hung out to dry? No, that's stupid. Nobody's saying that. But what, what, he, what, he, what he is, what he is is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and, oh yeah, the, the children of Israel. Okay? Now, I, I'm almost done with the... I'm almost done, and you can be like, man, I hope I don't ever have to hear that again. Uh, but I, I, hope that, I hope that you don't think that, because here's, here's what I want you to understand. If you're, if you're going to rightly divide the Bible, you're going to need to know this stuff. If you're not going to be, if you're not, if you're, if you're not going to be the YouTube sensation uh, for the rest of your life, you're going to have to know how to rightly divide the Bible. And this is a part of it. Go to Acts chapter 10 and verse number 1. Acts chapter number 10 and verse number 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea, uh, Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Okay, why, why, is, why, why is that such a big deal? Well, let, let, let's, to get, to get the, trans, the transitional piece of this whole book, Caesar, uh, Caesarea was predominantly a Roman city on the, shore, on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, right there in Judea. All right, it, it, was, it was what's interesting when I looked it up. It's the headquarters of the Roman governor of the province of Judea. Why, why, is that, why is that such a big deal? Well, because Cornelius was an officer in the Roman army. Okay, re remember, we, we have been, we have rolled out for all these uh, for for seven chapters to the end of the seventh chapter for eight chapters on long, we have rolled out on on this Jewish mentality all right so now here we are here we are and we got this offensive certain man from Caesarea called Cornelius showing up 
Well, that, that is offensive to you. Well, why, why are we taking, why are we doing this? Why are we taking the God? All right, so, so what, what you need to know is that God wants to take the gospel to the world. Okay? The book of Acts is about me and you doing it. The book of Acts is about you taking the kingdom of God to the world. That's what it's about. It's, it's, it, 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 hey, it fell, it fell on, it fell on the, he came to his own, his own received in mind. It could have well happened with Israel. Israel could have done their job, but they didn't. And God's like, all right, guys, here it is. Now, now go, now look, go to Romans. Go to 1st, 2nd Corinthians. Go, let's, let's just go, go to Philippians. Go, go, let's, let's, just, let's go to Ephesians. And we're going to see the structure of the now, the structure of the local church is changed. This new structure, and we, and listen, this is all we have, guys. This is what we have to buy into. This is what our life is now. The local church, the local New Testament church is what God called our life to be about. Why? Because it is the hub. It is the hub to do the work of the Lord, to be steadfast, to be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? This is where God called us to do it. This is how God imprinted in our hearts. All right, guys, here it is. This is the, this is the swift transition between the book and you need to get to Romans as quick as you can get to Romans. And you need to see what God's called you to. You need to get to Ephesians 4. And you need to see that the structure there has enabled us to go and preach the gospel to the nations. But we've got to get equipped before we do it. God never sent people out that wasn't equipped. Why do you think he spent three and a half years with 12 dudes? No, no. He, he's not sending unequipped people out. To do the work of the Lord. And so one of the major things that I learned in the book of in the book of Acts in the period in this process of transition is that we've got to understand that God's called us. God's called us. The bigger picture is God's called us to reach the world. God's called us to reach the nations. God's called us to reach our neighbors. God's called us to reach our co-workers. God's called us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. God's called us to do that. God has called us to take the kingdom of God to this world. Why? Because it is now, you, you have been called a minister of reconciliation. And so that's what we have. That's what we've been given. And I think it's amazing. Right, bro, bro, you can... Uh, you can play right there if you want to just for a minute. I think it's amazing when me and you really practically get down to the, to the, to the brass tacks of it all that God even let us in on this thing to begin with. That God even let you in on the kingdom of God. That, that, that God would be like, all right, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preach the gospel. I'm gonna use Paul and I'm gonna preach the gospel to a group of people. And if they want it, they can take it and they can do amazing things with it. But here's what here's what you've got to realize. Laodicea don't want us doing amazing things with it. Laodicea, don't, man, look, you could go preach this at 90% of the churches across this county, 95% of the churches, man, what am I talking about? And they would be like, well, we don't care. You go down the road and, and you could preach this. You take the biggest churches in the county and you preach the same message and they're going to be like, yeah. We're really, we don't care about that kind of thing. And the reason that we don't care as Laodiceans is because we've been geared to make this book about us. The Bible is not about you. 
The Bible is not about me. The central theme of the Bible is not salvation. It's not Jesus Christ dying on a cross. The theme of our Bible is Christ getting the glory that is due His name in that kingdom. But He just so happens uses this 2,000 year time period. And what's amazing about it is that every kindred Every tongue is going to come out of this time period. Man, I, I'm talking about all across this world. All across, all, all across Malawi and across, across Africa and, and across China and across Japan where, where they're being killed for their faith in China. They're, they're, they're being martyred because they, they want to hold the service. They're being martyred and, and, and slain in other parts of the world just because they want to hold it. And listen, had, had this transition not taken place, and it's a glorious thing. And it'd be really cool if we just got a burden to see how glorious it was. So, ah, you know, it's just a little bit too teachy for me. Let it burden you. Let it burden your heart. If you're fasting right now, if you're in the middle of fasting right now, man, take go home. Go home and meditate on this right here. Just, Lord, Lord, speak. Lord, show me how precious this thing is. Show me how glorious. Show me how glorious this thing is. You want to see it? I want to see it. I want God to make the, the I want God to make this thing special to me. Convince me with a deep admiration for what the kingdom of God has the kingdom of God has been given to me how special it really is let's pray and uh, you know let's make where you are man we spent man, we spent some great time in, in prayer room this morning praying and man I love that bro I had, I had a great time uh, praying like we did this morning that was special Why? listen I, I honestly I can't think of a, a group of people and, and we can gather, we can make more people come here. And one day we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll circle the wagons on that. But I can honestly say, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know of a, a group. <coughs> I don't know of a group that I'd rather go to war with than this group. Uh, for the kingdom of God and, and maybe maybe you could just get thankful for your brothers and your sisters that they hadn't all flaked out that they hadn't all quit that they hadn't all got tired and said you know what we, don't, we can't do that no more because there's a lot that will and I, you know there's a lot that you sit in these pews that decided uh, you know we don't want to hear that no more let's get let's maybe just get thankful this morning for what we have in Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God coming to us um, you're more than welcome um, I, I'd love for I'd love for you to use these altars if you want to I'm going to let brother Daniel I'm going to let brother Daniel sing a verse and, and maybe you just take some time bow your head where you are and you need to do whatever you need to do with the Lord do it here wherever you want to do it let's, let's just get Let's just get to a place. Whatever God's speaking to you about, whatever God spoke to you about this morning, deal with that first. All right? Whatever God dealt with you on this morning, you deal with that first. All right? I'm going to pray, and, and then we'll let you say, Lord, thank you for this, this, uh, this group, uh, Lord, that I love dearly. I pray, Lord, that you help us uh, as, we, as we truly, as we endeavor to please you and to see people come into the kingdom of God. Lord, give us a heart that burns deep for lost souls for people that need the gospel preached to them Lord that we would go into our Samaria's and Lord we preach the word of God because you've given it to us to do such Lord thank you for our Bible thank you Lord that we can rightly divide it and that it's, that it's pure and it's holy Lord we love you in Jesus name Amen Wait.
my best is just not good enough. The clouds turn dark and gray. you give us a burden. I pray, God, that you make it serious, Lord, that you make it sincere in our hearts, and God, you do great things. Lord, I'm praying for the book of Acts. God, I pray that, Lord, just, I pray that you illuminate our hearts and our life through this book, and you do great things with us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, and amen. All right, well, I love you, I hope you have a good rest of the day, and, um, Hey, don't forget, make sure you're praying uh, about, um, about Stewardship Conference. Uh, we're going to have a great time in it. Um, Brother Troy is, uh, Brother Dylan said it right, he is a, an excellent expositor of the Word, and uh, he, he loves, uh, he loves he, he's met most of y'all in here at some point in time, and he loves you guys. And uh, we talked yesterday about him coming and we're just we're man both of us are really looking forward to it he's gonna come and hang and and uh maybe we'll we'll figure out some time for you get get some time with him um brother troy is really a wise wise man um he is pastoring a he come behind at least the two i know mark trotter and jeff bartell and is pastoring a rather large work in uh new philadelphia ohio and it doesn't take, it, you can't put a slouch in that position. And uh, so God's using him, and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm already uh, pretty jazzed up about it. Um, uh, stewardship, you first think uh, money. Uh, well, 
I'm, I'm sure some of that will be in there, but we've talked extensively uh, about stewardship is not just money, although it is encompassing money. Um, it's our life, and so we want to we want to treat it as such in the in the conference. So it will be uh, extremely heavily focused towards the mission and what it means uh, what it means going forward um, with us being good stewards of our life. Amen. All right. Well, I hope you have a good rest of the day and. Um, Enjoy yourself, and then we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Um, if, if you didn't get to make prayer room, uh, I think we're, we'll probably try to do something like we did this last week again. And uh, if you're fasting, um, you want to share with me some things you're fasting about, I, I, would, I would love to help you pray and, uh, and ask the Lord to, to use those things in your life however he wants to be glorified. So, all right, have a good day. I'll see you. Am I, am I forgetting anything? Am I good? Okay, all right, see you Wednesday.